Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Michael Bozinski, welcome to Modern Legacies. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day here in South Florida where I'm recording from, so I cannot complain. No, I hope not. <laughs> a little hot. It's been a little hot this week, but you know, you hang in there. So oh, yeah. you're you're up in Illinois, if I'm correct. Yes, we just finished with the uh, state fair yesterday, and it was a hot one for the last couple of days. Oh, cool. So what do they got at the state fair? What do they got you doing? Oh, I was volunteering for the American Business Club. Uh, and so it's one of our big fundraisers where we basically manage all of the vendor um, for like beer carts and um, beverages and stuff like that at the grandstand for all the concerts and races and all that good stuff. And then we also help with all the admissions and gates around the fair. So it's our big 11 day, all hands on deck. And then we take days. all that money. Yeah. Wow. And then we take all that money and we donate it back to all the local uh, nonprofits. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. I'm glad you, I'm glad you all are supporting the community. That's what we're all about here at Modern Legacies. We love to speak with business owners who are giving back. Uh, that's certainly what Michael is doing. Michael is quite an expert in marketing and helping organizations make sure that they're spending their dollar wisely and, and tracking what they do president and marketing officer at uh, Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. And my, my first question for you, Michael, is what, and I always ask people who are in the marketing space, how did you get into marketing and why does that make you tick? Man, I got into marketing early. Uh, I was, I got a job at Bass TM Tickets, which is now called Ticketmaster. So they sell all the tickets to all of the, the events pretty much across the United States. And I was probably at 16 and I got in on the sales floor and just started getting into sales and marketing uh, really early. I mean, that would just the process of helping people get what they want and connecting a provider with a consumer, just seeing that that transaction to me just seemed to click in my brain. And I, and I got really good at it really early. I, I veered away from it for a while. I was, um, I was in the Air Force for 10 years. And, uh, but even during then I had a band and we were always marketing that and I was helping other people market their bands. And then I'd had friends who'd leave the service and they'd started in their businesses and I'd try to help them with that. So just along the way, it just became this, it was a hobby for a long time until I got out of the service in 2005. And I originally started a recording studio and for a year, um, I busted my butt uh, day and night on that business. And I quickly realized that surviving off of starving musicians was a horrible business plan. <laughs> and so we, uh, so we, we morphed it into a, uh, media production house for small businesses. And so we were trying to give uh, the small business that upper hand that some of the larger, um, businesses get to have. And then that just grew into a creative agency. And just a few years ago, um, after having a a lot of success. Like we had uh, multi seven figure uh, years, uh, dozens of employees, big, big, fancy build, uh, office building, blah, 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 blah. And I was completely miserable. So this buzzworthy uh, rendition of my marketing is super focused 
on the client and has nothing to do with anything else. So I've really found my niche in digital marketing because it's always changing. And I love that. I love innovation and I love being able to take that innovation and bring it to the people who need it the most, which are usually small to medium-sized businesses. That That's cool. And I love how you talk about the starving musicians. So a couple of years ago, I took up the drums Oh yeah, and you. it's a good thing I I have a company because I would be a starving <laughs> musician. I'm certainly not talented enough to earn money doing this, <laughs> right. but it's a good time. It's a good right. time to to relax. But um, I took I took a 15 year stab at it, it, but I always had something going on. It was always the side hustle. It was the music. <laughs> I always had something paying the bills. A 15 year stab. So you also said you you were in the service for for 10 years. I think you said yes. that's uh-huh. you ha- you have a service mindset. Was that something that you grew up with? You learned how did you? Come uh, up I can't, I, I'm sure it was because I am a third generation Air Corps. Uh, so my, my grandfather served in World War II in the Air Corps and both my parents uh, served during Vietnam, uh, in the Air Force. And, um, I was probably the least likely to join the Air Force, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, after kind of bouncing around after high school, I just wasn't finding myself in California and I needed to get out and I needed to, but I needed some direction and I didn't want to just become a nomad, uh, you know, and, and go down that road. And so the service called me for a couple of different reasons. Uh, you know, I, I do have a patriotic, um, mindset, mm-hmm. um, but I also have utilitarian mindset. And so both of those got satisfied with those. And I think that the air force definitely emboldened what was taught to me from, by my parents, cause they were very structured in, in how they do things and they're very different people. And so they, they structure things very differently. So it was great to have that. Mm-hmm. Th- uh, third generation, you said too. I also I see the American flag behind you there. So that's my grandfather's. Uh, he was buried in uh, the cemetery, and that was the flag over his uh, his casket before they buried him. Wow. Yeah. So my my father in law uh, served in the army. Okay. And he passed away a couple of years ago. May he rest in peace. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. they they had the flag over the casket, and then they presented it to my to my mother in law, and she's got the same thing sitting on the mantle there. That's that's powerful. It's a powerful message, I think, for for patriotism in our country, which is which is cool. Um, yes. So so you have this this process or, or or mindset, I guess, of service and helping other people. You talked about uh, the work that you're doing at the fair there. Um, I, I know you're a successful business owner, and you've written a book, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. And, and you have a really strong mind. Uh, for thinking uh, for businesses and their revenues and, and helping them, you know, helping service-based b- uh, businesses be as effective as possible. Um, so how do you couple that with that servant mindset? I mean, I, I know, I, I would imagine uh, helping other organizations do, be successful means a lot to you. So after the Air Force, I was find, I was trying to find a way to continue to serve the country. And, you know, over the last, uh, last couple of decades, we've had this ongoing discussion of the middle class disappearing. And so we have the haves and the have nots, right? And mm-hmm. everybody wants to be a have and nobody wants to be a have not. And, and I think that, that people forget that the, the middle class is the backbone of our economy. Without it, we suffer as a country. And the one thing that really feeds the middle class are small and medium-sized businesses. And since I was already in that realm of, you know, helping small businesses, it just emboldened me to really focus in on their success because they create 99% of all new jobs in the United States. 
And for every one of those, um, most of them are living wage jobs, which that means that we're, we're building up more successful families, which builds up the, the middle class, builds up the economy, builds up the country. And mm-hmm. so as a patriot, that's my contribution is to help as many of those entrepreneurs out there to be profitable, live the American dream. You know, not all of us are going to be millionaires, but you know what? Upper middle class is pretty nice. And so, you know, the more people I can, you know, point at and say, yeah, John over there just bought his dream boat because his business works for him, not him working for his business. Sarah was able to send her children off to private school because she has a business that works for her and she doesn't have to work for them. And for every one of those people, they're employing people that then can do for their family better as well. And that's what drives me. That's cool. We, we, and we are blessed. Upper, upper middle class is is a lot in our country is a lot better than um, many 95 plus percent of the world, I would imagine. So definitely <laughs> our middle class is, is better than 99 percent of the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we, we shouldn't have much to complain about. So. Well, talk to me a little bit about Buzzworthy. I want to hear, uh, I'm certainly not an expert in website design or SEO or any of those things. What are some of the things that you all do over there? Uh, Maybe a couple of things I just mentioned are on that list, but what do you do to help businesses be, be more efficient? So my biggest goal is to simplify the digital marketing or the website marketing process. Too many folks out there are ready to take your money for some scheme or some shortcut and they promise the world and they really don't care about anything except building their business. And I come from the Zig Ziglar mindset of if you help enough people get what they need, you'll get everything you want. I might've botched that, but that's how I hear it. (laughs) So the, (laughs) I get it. Yeah. And, um, and so the so the whole premise is not about me selling my services. The premise is what do you need to get your website creating predictable and profitable traffic, profitable revenue, actually, mm-hmm. even more so. And that's where the book came from was, you know, we have these services like SEO to create traffic and search or um, the search engine marketing, um, like Google ads social media management, social media marketing, reputation management, all of these things don't mean anything to anybody unless you understand why the heck you would need it and when you should use it. And so that's where the book came in. So now I have this digital marketing business that's a uh, as needed or an, uh, a need-based business. And we have kind of a choose your own adventure process of working through our, with our clients. So they don't have to, if they can't afford us to do it for them, we have processes and tools that allow them to do it uh, themselves. And mm-hmm. if they're kind of a hybrid where they have a little bit of money, but not a lot of time, then we have done with you uh, processes there. And then we shortcut the whole um, like strategy process through uh, what I call the rule of 26. That is cool. That was going to be my next question. The rule of 26 is the title of the book. What what does that mean? So the rule of 26, I'll give you a picture of that. Here we go. Boom. Uh, The rule of 26 states that if you increase unique uh, unique visitors by 26% to your website and then increase your conversion rate, so the amount of people that come to the website, the percentage of people come to your website and then actually convert to possible clients, and by 26%, and then the uh, average uh, revenue, uh, average value per client 
per on your website by 26%. Sorry, I'm messing that up. No, I'm That's okay. <laughs> um, you get a compound output of 100% more revenue from your website. The mm-hmm. great thing about that is if you, you do that, once you do that, um, you just do it again. And now you have quadrupled the amount of revenue than when you started before the rule of 26. And so it really just takes out that entire, usually firms will spend two to three months trying to create a digital marketing strategy for you. And I'm just like, that's just a waste of time. And small businesses, that's one thing they don't have a lot of is time, right? They have no time, they have no money, and that's what they need. They want more time for themselves so they can work on their business and not in their business. And they want the money so that they can expand it into what they, they dream for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think businesses, when you're really passionate about something, and I've learned this being an entrepreneur, and when you're really passionate about something, there's a certain focus that you have on the things that give you the most energy and the most drive and you're best at. And you may be able to sustain some level of effort towards the things that you know need to get done, but are kind of necessary evils in your world. But eventually, even if your business is successful, in fact, when your business is successful, those other things start falling off and in the long run, it hurts you. Right. So Yeah. Someone like y'all can come in specifically in the marketing piece and really help a business do that. That's really that's really powerful stuff. At Initiate Impact, we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. Nice. That's what we focus on. We do that best. We don't do marketing best. <laughs> right. We don't, you know, we don't do some of the other behind the scenes type of stuff when it comes to a business. We work with a family for their lifestyle uh, and to help them from, from a financial perspective make the wisest decisions for the family's mission. And so awesome. I think. I think for you all, it's kind of similar. You're trying to help organizations make the wisest decisions to present themselves most effectively in the digital space, which is super, which is super powerful stuff. I think, yeah. and it's so much so powerful, and so you're so passionate about it. You wrote a book about it. <laughs> so, I did. I was like, let's yeah. just make that. Let's just get cut through the chase. Like there are things to do. Uh, I read a, a, a study from the Illinois State University, I think is where it's from, and they did. It's basically called Strategy on the Go. And mm-hmm. that is the traditional marketing um, process is strategy where you're not producing anything. You're just studying and you're doing research all of that. And then you implement and it becomes very digital. But in small to medium-sized businesses, we are like, we pivot like quarterly, monthly, you know, whatever we're, we are a product of the tides, right. That in the, within the market that we serve. And so we have to be able to change with the tides very quickly and that's that's called strategy on the go. So it's a more of an analog process where you have a little bit of production, a little bit of um, market research and all the things that go along with it. And you're never just not marketing that type of thing. So I think that it, it just serves the purpose and they don't have to hire me to get to use the rule of 26. Um, and that was another thing I just wanted, you know, during COVID, there was a lot of people who just needed that help and needed a way to just cut through the chase and say, what is going to help me right now that only can cost me $10 to, to learn. And that's, that's why I provided. That's, that's great. And education is so powerful. And I think if, if someone can value what, what, what you can teach them, I'm sure that, that that's a, a worthwhile relationship for all parties. I think, I think we try to do the same thing. We try to educate people as much as possible. And so and so at Modern Legacies, we really do want to highlight and understand why why people uh, focus on that. And so we touched a little bit on a little bit on your kind of upbringing and how service is important to you. 
And I think by the nature of your business, now you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think by the nature of your business, modernity, being modern and understanding the digital world means something to you. So I would typically ask that question to a business owner on modern legacies, but I think I'm going to skip that. And I'm going to focus a little bit more on the legacy aspect of it. And I, I want to know, what does a legacy mean to you? That is such a good question. And I struggle with that constantly because I feel that the, I have a like today legacy. I have a, a I have a, a mindset of the world starts here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a lot of folks who will, you know, spend a lot of energy trying to help people that are, you know, very far away. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I feel that, you know, the struggles that we all are going through could be much better managed if we all started with ourselves and then with our loved ones and then with our neighborhood and then with the cities we live in and the counties and working our way out versus waiting for people from very far away to help us mm-hmm. and um and and really work through that hand up and not hand out and that concept allow really allows me to create something that allows people to be entrepreneurs and not give up all the control if they don't want to, or allow somebody to do what they do best. And so the legacy that, that I think I'll, I'll leave behind is just the impact of all of those families that have been able to do what they dream and live out their legacies there. Um, I'm struggling with what my personal legacy will look like. So I just try to live the best I can for my, for my loved ones and my neighborhood and my cities and, and my, the businesses that I'm blessed to serve. And I, and I do thank them on a regular basis. And I tell them how honored I am that they trust me to do that. And so maybe that's my legacy is that there are trustworthy marketers out there. <laughs> well, I really, I, <laughs> there are, uh, and, and buzzworthy is one of them. I, I appreciate that you can be honest with that. And so you're not sure what your legacy is. And I, I think I've found in many cases, a lot of, especially in my professional work, but also just some of the my conversations that I have with other entrepreneurial types, is that you don't really know your your legacy. It's not something that just pops into your head one day. It takes it takes time. It takes uh, experiences to really kind of figure out what the legacy a that you're that you're in the process of of leaving. You kind of mentioned to it. I mean, we got to live in in our present life now, but also what what you can eventually do and what what maybe the legacy that you want to leave is. And I'm no psychologist, but <laughs> I'm almost sensing uh, that that you you kind of told me that you would like to leave a legacy uh, that that states that there are trustworthy marketers out there, and that's that's totally noble. I've I've spoken with multiple other people as well. Who kind of made the made the point that do I have this world changing you know f- solving world hunger and sex trafficking and uh, war I'm not going to be able to solve all of that tomorrow but what I can do is start with myself and the people around me and serve the people that I work with and work for as best as I possibly can and I think that's an extremely noble legacy I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put anything past that so that's I, you know I really commend you for that well, thank you I think. I think also when you're a business owner, you have a responsibility to the people around you and the people that you work with, because if you focus just on your business and the bottom line all the time, you're not making those other people's lives better. So just even by doing that, forget even what industry you're in. I think that's that's great as well, too. Have you found there to be, uh, 
because you're an expert marketer, have you found there to be struggles or things that come up that you don't realize as a business owner when it comes to just running your company? I think that that, that SMBs in general, I, I don't think I'm unique in the fact that when we start our business, we have a dream. You know, I I dreamt of originally starting a business that would make sure that no other professional or working musician ever had to go through the recording uh, experiences I did. And it was horrible, you know, just people just getting in there, charging you to be on their gear, not really helping you and not really educating you on how to make the best of your investment while you're in there. And, you know, that's where I started. And I quickly realized that that a lifestyle business wasn't for me. And for some people it is, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that are well in into their career as, as a business owner and they're solopreneurs and they've, they've tried to scale and they use it. I don't like that. Right. And so I think that the struggle is finding the size of business that you would like to have and then, and living in that for a little bit and seeing, is that right? Because we have a picture of it. Like I had 25 employees plus all the contractors, 13,000 square foot facility. My colleagues would call me and say, Buzz, you've arrived and all of the things. And I was miserable, miserable. I wasn't making any money for myself. Everything was going back into the business, the whole nine yards. And I, and I had a job. I owned a job. And, and that's not why we go into business. And I, so I think that we struggle in, in finding that. And that's the biggest struggle is to find out what size, what amount of responsibility is where I want to be. So I'm back up to about 13 employees, um, but we do it completely different. Everybody works from home. We did that a year before, a year, almost a year and a quarter before COVID hit. So we were really lucky that we we're in that space, but I serve my, my employees so that they can serve my clients the best. Absolutely. Serve the people around you so they can serve the people around them, I think is an important, important message to note there. And I asked you that question because I just, I I, like, I keep going back to it, but I I sense that desire to serve and help people. And so I was curious if there's distractions around your work from actually, you know, carrying out that, whether it's formalized or not mission of serving people. And kind of the message that I'm getting from you is that you really have to control and, and keep track of the size of business you want to keep to keep the distractions to a minimum. And I think in today's world, and I'm sure you could echo this, the digital world, there's distractions, there's umpteen distractions that we can that, that can come across our face throughout the day. You know, in my book I'm writing, I read something about 1200 or, or something swipes or clicks on your mobile devices that you most people average per day. I mean, that's nuts, right? Yeah, and three thousand um, marketing uh, impressions a day as well. On top of it, three thousand, three thousand. You got oh billboards. You got you got all sorts of stuff. Even your clothes have advertisements on them nowadays. You know, uh, and other people's clothes, and and the signs, and the billboards, and the commercials, and the, what's on the radio, and on the sponsored posts, and everything yeah. that goes along with it. And you know, and the thing is, this is like the first the first round. We were we we're very service based. Um, and, and we have that, uh, that same mentality of, uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, employee centric company with client centric employees. And we had this diagram look like an egg, right? And so we were the shell that protected the, uh, the whites of the, of the egg so that it could feed the yolk, the client. Right. And, and that was everything. And everybody bought into that. And, and that's what we did. And I served that and I do, and I still do that. So a lot of my work now is not necessarily direct except for in high level strategies, because we've created the systems that work 
over and over proven processes and systems that that work for uh, service centric businesses. And that's why we focus on people serving people because mm-hmm. we're really good at serving people and we understand how to market that. Mm-hmm. I, I love it, man. I love it. Buzzworthy marketing. Y'all are, y'all are killing it over there doing serving people in the right way. You can check it out. Buzzworthy.biz. Uh, Michael, I know you, you have an offer with your book. I'd, I'd love to hear that for the, for the audience. Sure. So um, if you go to buzzworthy.biz, as you just mentioned, um, that you will see the book above the fold there and a link to the Amazon. If you download the ebook, it's only $9.99. So I made it as cheap as they'll let me to make it. I wanted it in many people's hands as possible. I will send you a signed paperback copy. If you just email me a screenshot of your purchase to buzz with two Z's, that's B-U-Z-Z at buzzworthy.biz. Buzz at buzzworthy.biz. Check head over to the website there, catch the Amazon link, order the the ebook for ninety nine for nine ninety nine, and you'll get a signed copy of the of the soft cover. That's 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 cool. That's a great offer, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, anything else that that I'm missing that uh, stories or something that you might want to share about uh, how modern legacies fits into your to your focus? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I build. I help other people build their modern legacies. So um, I have many, many stories. <laughs> we could probably go into another show. <laughs> I so, hit you with one. Come on. Uh, oh man. So we just had, okay. So we, we had, we, we call them uh, wins, right? So mm-hmm. we, we brought on a gentleman who his service is that he drives people's U-Haul moving trucks for them. So when you're moving, instead of having to pay a moving company, tens of thousands of dollars to move your house, most people, you know, they they elect to drive or uh, rent a moving van and pack it up. And even if they have movers, move it in there, still cheaper, dot, dot, dot. But moving, driving the moving van is a horror. And uh, so this gentleman was pretty savvy when he came to me um, and he'd been burned by some digital marketers before. So he was very apprehensive about, you know, bringing anybody on, but we'd connected on LinkedIn and we'd, and we'd networked a little bit and he, he read into me and he, he saw what we were doing and he kind of read in, into what my mission was. And so we started doing some SEO for him that he'd been doing for a while, but he just couldn't get past some of the hurdles of competing with like U-Haul and Penks and stuff like that, because the same keywords applied. And most people don't even know that the, this kind of surface is out there. So he's, he's, he's battling two sides of the, sto- of the story there. And it's just him marketing himself. And within 60 days, we were able to increase his search visibility, which means that how often pe- he shows up when people are searching for profitable keywords related to his business to 44%. 44% wow. for a solopreneur out of New Jersey, right? I mean- that is a life changer. He just moved actually to Florida. <laughs> he hired people after 60 days of working with us to the point where he said, well, here are my Google ads too. And within 45 days, we reduced his cost of acquisition from $75 down to $18. So now he can, for the same amount of money, take on six new or five, uh, four new clients um, You know, for the same amount of money. So this gentleman now is looking bigger than he was able to look before he uh, started working on us just four months ago. That ability to expand your mind as an entrepreneur, because somebody came in and took care of something that you were struggling with and allowed you to expand on the things you are really good at 
to me, that is modern legacy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Modern. It, it's new. It's innovative. It's happening right now. You're using the best technology, but you're also thinking beyond just yourself and future generations. So Michael Bazinski, man, thank you so much. CEO, uh, sorry, chairman, president, CMO of uh, Buzzworthy Marketing. It's been a pleasure to talk to you on Modern Legacies. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag modern legacies, we would really appreciate it. Now we're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything, you can subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.